Okay. We're ready to begin Parshas Vayetze. We know that uh, that anger is uh, a terrible thing. As the Gemara tells us in uh, Tractate and Dharma on uh, 22a, Mara says, Kol anybody who gets angry is Kol meaning Gehenim Sholtenbo. All of the, all of the uh, parts of, of Gehenim rule over the person. And the Gemara says in Tractate Shabbos on page 105b, that if somebody, Hamishabar Kilim Bechamasa, if somebody breaks dishes when they're angry or tears clothing or throws away money, it should be it should be in your eyes, it should be as if the person is serving idol worship. Because that's the way the Yetzirah works. First, he makes a person a little angry, then he makes him a little angry, then he tells him to do this, and he tells him to do that, and eventually a person who's out of control will, can, can lead to the, to the, worst, to the worst crime. I haven't done it for over 10 years. And, okay? What? I mean, what if I hadn't thrown the dish in over Sounds good. Should Sounds I still, good. I still should probably do too much. Just, no, we just know that it's, that it's, that it's bad. Okay. The Rambam, in his Hilchos Yisodei HaTorah, in the laws of Deus, he has a, a whole prescription, a whole methodology of how to, um, chapter 2, he has a whole, uh, a whole methodology of how to fix one's, one's issues. How to work through one's issues, but when he says when he comes to anger, he said all the other issues. He says you could take the middle road. For example, he says that if a person is overly stingy, that the way to fix the issue, a person is not supposed to be overly stingy or overly magnanimous. Give too little, give too much. A person should take the middle road. The derech should be go. Person go in between. So the way to do that, if a person is holding at one extreme, they should go to the other extreme to heal their, their problem. So if a person is overly stingy, they should force themselves to act overly magnanimous and eventually they'll wind up in the middle. Or if they're overly magnanimous, they should act to force themselves to be stingy and they'll wind up in the middle. It says the Rambam, however, when it comes to anger, a person cannot, a person can never get angry, no matter what. It's a terrible midah. It's a, a, a can't employ this methodology in order to in order to heal themselves. And even if they do have to get angry, even if a person does have to get angry, they should fake it. As if, if if it's necessary to be angry at one's children or one's co- uh, colleagues or workers in order to make a point, one should really be angry. They should pretend like they're angry, but inside they should be one hundred percent. They should be one hundred percent calm. So, um, anger is, is shunned. It is, uh, it is, it is uh, a persona non grata when it comes to Jewish philosophy and thought and ethics. Anger is, is a terrible thing. But what happens, sometimes we lose our cool. It happens. What happens when we do get angry, what should we do? So we have, in this week's parasha, we have an example of somebody who got angry. Lovin was, you know, Lovin was a character. We know that he was a charlatan. He was a, a liar. He was a thief. He was the quintessential, he was the example of a person who is, I wouldn't say, I mean, he, he was definitely evil, but I wouldn't say he's the example of evil. He's the example of, of uh, a swindler, a classic, a classic swindler, a person, what? A con artist, a person who doesn't tell the truth, who doesn't know, who has no moral compass, who has no uh, compunctions. He, you know, 
doesn't matter, it's still from his own body, he doesn't care. No principles whatsoever. This we have this love. And and Yaakov is prepared for this. He knows that this is going to uh that that he has to deal with this and, and because he has to marry Rachel and winds up not only marrying Rachel, he winds up marrying Leah and he's got a whole uh, a whole business. You know, okay. So but eventually at the end of the parsha Yaakov loses it, you know. Eventually, he, he, he loses it with Lavan. And we would come at the beginning of the Pasha. Yaakov, at least, at the end of the Pasha, he lost it. We would lose it at the end, at the beginning. So he, the Torah says specific. In Perik Lamedal, Pasuk Lamedal, the Torah says like this. Vayichar Yaakov. Yaakov got angry. Vayir of Belovin, he fought with Lavan. Vayan Yaakov, Vayomer Lavan. And Yaakov answered, and this is what he said. Ma pishi, what did I do wrong? Ma to see what's my sin? Ki that you have run after me like this. Ki kol kelai, you went through all my stuff. My matzosim kol clay beisecha. What did you find that I took from your house? Sim kol put it over here on the table. Let's see what you found in my bags. That's of your stuff. Um, and this will be a proof that I did something wrong to you. The next passage says, I was with you, with you for 20 years. Your, your ewes, your goats, they did not become bereaved. I haven't eaten any of your, of your, uh, of your, of your flock. You haven't given you uh, sick animals, right? Uh, come and take it from me. I worked for you, and I, I, I stole time from the day and the night, and I worked for you. What did I do wrong? Tell me something that I did wrong. That's how he showed his anger. That's how he showed it. This is what he said to him. Tell me. He he said to him, tell me. But that was anger? I mean, that's... Showing anger. Listen, yeah. Lovin was not phased. Lovin yeah, yeah. said, Vayan Lovin, Yaakov, Abonas Bonasa. The, 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 the women are mine. Vabonim Bonai, and the sons and the children are mine. Vatzon Sony, and all the flock is mine. Vacholashiata Royal Everything you see is all mine. He wasn't phased by this whole, the whole Misa. It's all mine. So, but this is this is what right. This is what Yaakov said in his anger. What? That was it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So the Medrash comments on this, and the Medrash says this Medrash is in seventy four ten. It says, Rabbi Azariah Bishim Ramachagai Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Moran. Betoni Lo Bishim Ramachanina Bin Yitzchak. All these people said Kabdunusen Shel Avos the the uh, the anger or the, the stiffness of the forefathers is better than the modesty, the, the humility of, of, the, of, the, of the offspring, of the progeny. It's better. This anger is better than the modest, than the, the humility of the offspring. You mean Yaakov's anger? Yaakov's anger is better than we're going to see than David HaMelech's uh, um, 
than, than, than King David's uh, humility. Right, because he, he quotes this is how do you know that how do you know that Yaakov got angry? So he quotes our pasuk that Yaakov said, "What did you do?" So he said, "What, what did you do?" The atzover shem amakus yusham. You think that what did Yaakov deck him in the face? Maybe after twenty, right? Did he punch him? Did he hit him? Did he trip him? Take out a stick and finally take it out. Yeah. Take out his frustration on him. Rather, he's telling him, like we said, he's saying, Yaakov is saying to him, think about it, Laban. Let's think about this. What are you so angry for? You ran after me like a mission. What did I do to you? Give me, name something. Let's make a list over here. What, what is it that I did wrong? Right? Yeah. That's thunder. I mean, it's... <laughs> he tried to, he tried to, he tried to reconcile with him. In his anger, he tried to reconcile with him. Well, he wanted a reason. He wanted a reason. He didn't want to, like you said, he didn't hit him. What? He didn't shoot him. He didn't hit he him. He didn't shoot him. He didn't punch him. He didn't, you know, didn't, didn't once and for all just take a swing at him. You know, just walk away and say, that's it. I've had enough. You know, some people need to be shut up and finished. He didn't do that. Instead, his anger was is that he... That he tried to reckon, he tried to make Lovin think about the situation or present a credible argument. Lovin's only response was, "Everything is mine. I can do whatever I want." Right? There was no logical response to that. That's the that's the response that somebody says. A general, everything is mine. And I can do whatever I want. That's his that's his response. That's it. Nothing else. What? A, a, a son-in-law lives by his father-in-law and never makes himself a cup of coffee. I feel echad. What he didn't, he didn't spread uh, spread some butter on a piece of bread. Right. But you came, you come in over here and you take all my stuff. I feel feel You haven't even found the pin, a bobby pin. You haven't found. You haven't found even uh, uh what do you call it? Uh, um. A safety pin, a needle. You haven't found that. That's yours. That I that I've taken. And what does it say? By the, that's the that's the anger of Yaakov Avinu. That, that he gets angry and he says to him, you, 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 "You have no time. You have no claims on me whatsoever." How do you know that we don't want the 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 the, the message says it's better than 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 the humility of David? Shneemar, because it says in in Shmuel. Uh, Shmuel 1, chapter 20, by Yivrach David, Manios Berama, by David was running away from, from Shaul, who was trying to kill him. And he said to Yonason, his son, he said to Shaul's son, David was, we can just imagine, right? David Amel. What, what did David do? He's just minding his own business. And and that's it. And now now Shoal is coming after trying to kill him. What did David do to him? So he said, So David said, Ma Sisi, what have I done? Ma Avoni, what's my sin? Machatosi, Lefne Avicha in front of your father, Kimivakish's Nafshi, because he wants to kill me. 
So the Medrash says, what did David, what, what did, what David's humility is, is that he, right, what, what did he do wrong here that we don't want? Maskir shvichas damim He mentioned murder when he said, what did I do? When he's talking to the son, to Yonason, he says, your father wants to kill me. He mentioned that, he mentioned that his father wants to kill him. What did what did what did Yaakov say to Lavan? Why did you run after me? you were literally the word is heat. You were you were heated after me. That's what he said. You ran after what did what did what did Yaakov mention already at the end of the day? You ran after me. And David, what did he say? He said, Your father wants to kill me. What have I done? He's being I haven't done anything. Your father wants to give. The fact that he mentioned the murder in his in, in, in the, the 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 alleged the, the purported whatever the the the, uh, the planned uh, execution of himself on his father's behalf that's already uh, in, in in anger he said something wrong he shouldn't have said that. Wait, so is, he said it wrong because he said it to his son and it was. He shouldn't have said it at even all. Even if it was accurate. Yeah. The Gemara does, the, the, the Medrash doesn't say because he said it to his son. So, like, is it lush and horror about his father or something? Like, he said something negative about his father and he shouldn't have said that? The Gemara doesn't mention that either. The Gemara just says he mentioned murder. It's like you have a fight with your wife, right? You, you, it's, it's not, I mean, we can, maybe we could say from here, this is the source maybe. Oh, a person has a fight with his, a person has a fight with his wife. Mention in the argument divorce, the D word. Right. Well, that's also the death word. It's not proper to mention. It's not proper to mention the word, the D word, whatever. How, what, what? It's like it's like you're making it. It leaves your, you know. The, it says in Mishlei. It says in Mishlei. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Watch what comes out of your mouth. It could be in your head. It, but but make sure it doesn't come out of your mouth. So how does so the the words murder the words. Killing execution left his mouth when he was talking about the king of uh, the king of uh, the Melech Israel. But he's calling his father a murderer, basically. Too. No, he's he's not calling him. What? Let's be technical about this. He's not calling him a murderer because his father feels justified in in killing David Melech. So the execution is because of because of uh, some rebellion against the monarchy, some insubordination of some sort. It's not like it's outright murder. David is saying to Yonis, what did I do? Why is he trying to kill me? What did I do? Yeah. What did I do wrong? But Shaul obviously feels that way. So he's not saying that your father is going to murder me. But he's mentioning this. But where's, where's the humility? What part of this is David, shows David's humility? He's saying, I didn't do anything wrong. What did I do? I was, you know, I was a tzad. I'm a tzad. What is the difference but, in there? Yaakov doesn't mention any wrongdoing. He doesn't say to Lovin, you're a liar, a thief. Mm-hmm. A, a charlatan oh. you, you've stolen from me you've taken advantage of me you've taken advantage of your daughters you, what? he was just defending himself okay no, I don't you, see the difference between what David said and what I know, I know this is a, medr- this is a very, okay. uh, very very strict justice here on the part of the medrash here mm-hmm. but you don't see the difference like the difference is with the divorce mm-hmm. you don't hear that but in the yeah, argument when two people have an argument you said that Yaakov's Anger here was better than David's humility. 
What, That's what, the Medrash's language. Dabr's humility is, is that he's saying, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, Yaakov also said I didn't do anything wrong. What? Yaakov also said I didn't do anything wrong. The, the, the Yaakov was humble too. Yeah. But, we, but, but he was also angry. Okay. So the Mary says we'd rather have the anger of Yaakov than to, the anger, you want to say, the anger and the humility of Yaakov than to have the humility of David. Okay, but I don't understand where, where David was, was having humility. I don't get it. Is that he, that he Yeah, the Medrash does not explain what his humility is. Okay. But I think his humility is, is that he's trying to say that he didn't do anything wrong. Is Yaakov uh, less emotional? He could have said, he could, sorry, one second there. He could have said, you know, after all I've done for him and, uh, you know, and, and um, you know, and, and that, I, that I was picked. But I don't know. He could have said things about himself. I killed a lion with my own hands. Mm-hmm. He didn't mention any of that. Mm-hmm. He didn't mention anything about himself. He just said I didn't do anything wrong. Right. What? So it sounds to me like Yaakov, he kind of used anger as a clarification tool. As opposed to David seems emotional, right? Like, okay, he's trying to kill me. Like, what, what's what's the deal here? It seems like something about there's an emotional component of real anger maybe manifest, and where Yaakov seems to be using it as clarifying things, not in the sense of bringing it to himself. Or he's not. By the way, he does have a right to be angry at. Uh, like he shouldn't have left without being. Ang- if he was angry, he shouldn't have left Laban's house without saying it before he left, right? So. He had to have subdued his anger because he has a lot to say to this guy after 20 years of abuse. his abuse, basically. Mm. So he but doesn't he, he, he doesn't manifest he anger. He yeah, but he he it so, it sounds like he wasn't angry when he left the house. Yeah, like he, he snuck he out and he left the house and he wasn't angry. He was only angry because Lovin chased him. But the he was angry was now. All Lovin chased him and caught with him. Now they were having a conversation. Now he got angry. Yeah, but it still seems external anger, not an internal anger. The way he's describing it, it's not something... It's like the straw that broke... It was like like the final... In other words, you know, this, he was angry before, but it, but but this was the final where 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 it all surfaced. You well, say. he should be angry before. I don't know yet if he truly is angry. That's not that's what I'm confused about. Like, is he able to know not that anger isn't something he should bring into himself? So he never never is angry, even in the even when he the simple let's say the simple reading of the text is is that he lost control. Like we oh. and like the preamble that we said. Is that is that the Rambam says you know, uh, Yaakov Avinu probably held like the Rambam, right? Probably that you cannot. I'm saying that facetiously. Obviously, the Rambam came after him, but I'm saying that you cannot get angry at all. And so the, Yaakov the, the probably held like that. Okay, but the plain meaning is he actually was angry. So it it is that he was. By Yicharaf, he yeah, he got angry at him. Okay. That's the plain meaning. He just lost control. I mean. I understand that. I can relate to that. It's a simple reading of the text. He lost control and he screamed at him and he told him, tell me what I've done wrong. The marriage points out that usually when people get angry, they, they punch people, you know? They, 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 they do, they, and, or they say, they say mean things. So, but if he's pursuing him, okay, so he's got to get his attention though. You know, like when someone's doing something stupid, You've got to sometimes get their attention, and it is not necessarily from reasoning, right? You've got to first snap them out of how they're thinking. And so I just, I, it's hard for me to, to think that he, that he wasn't thinking through it. And maybe it's just because of the, you know, him being a patriarch, that he, his thought process had to be, you're, you're dealing with a, an ass, basically. So what are you going to do? You've got to, 
knock it on the head. And that's basically what it, he's pursuing him for what? He spent 20 years, he, there was nothing else. So you're him. saying that it should have been directed? He should have done that direct, what, what's the question? He should no, have no, directed his anger? So in other words, him being angry was a tool. Like he took out his, like a you know mallet and smacked him on the head basically. And said, I gotta get your attention here because you're, you're it's Lovin that's thinking irrationally. He's coming. He knows he doesn't know him anything, right? So he's got to get his attention. How, how could you use chaos as a tool? I mean, how could you use chaos as a tool? But like, if you're angry, then, then you're out of control. Like we, like we started. You're it out of control. Like he wasn't out of control. Yeah, it sounds, uh, yeah. sounds like he was just stating the facts. Yeah, so, so the, the, the topic of our discussion is, is that we're saying that it's possible that even when one finds himself in that situation... When they are out of control, they can manage. They can, they can, they can manage. One is not supposed to get angry, but if they do, they can manage the anger in this way. They can direct. Can't stop the anger because once the the emotions start, then they, then they, then there's no way that they, they have to almost like burn themselves out. There's, there has to be like a release of energy some way somehow, right? That's why people are throwing dishes. That's why people are punching bags or, or, or punching somebody out or, you know, running a marathon after they get angry or whatever, jumping in a nice cold water, whatever people do when they get angry. So, so the, the energy has to go somewhere. But, but what we're saying is, is that when one feels themselves in that situation, they still have a mind. So they can, they can, they can, they can uh, manage the chaos by directing the the by directing the energy in in a certain direction and that is to avoid uh insulting comments uh certainly physical contact and and and, and avoiding of avoiding using certain terminology in that situation so Yaakov wasn't 100% in control but what we're saying is is that he was managing the anger in such a way that it was in the way that you're saying that put Lovin on a spot. It also helped Lovin because he didn't go further. He ended up in a peaceful way, saying bye to his family like he should have done in the first place. And well, I, I mean that's debatable because I mean, what kind of response is that after you take advantage of your son-in-law for twenty years? You sell him a bill of goods, you give him an extra, you know, whatever, and then and then you say to him, everything is all it's all mine. That you know belongs to me. I can do whatever I want. That's like not the most productive response. Well, someone like that, though, has to say face in some way, right? Because that's what they're built on. So even that aspect of allowing him to say face with every, everyone, it seems that Yaakov allows even that, right? So in other words, he said it. Everyone hears it. Okay, everyone knows it's a bunch of bunk, right? That's all clear. So he has to say something. Okay, so he, he allows him the last word. He's still the father of the daughters. There's, he, ha he has some stature that he needs to maintain in order to go away peacefully. That would be the way I would view it. Fine, fine. But if you would ask Yaakov, he would not have the whole dialogue altogether, right? Yaakov, Yaakov doesn't... Yaakov does not care about Lovin. He does not care about Lovin's... Uh, uh, you know what Lovin does or says or or or, or goes or what, what he's thinking because Lovin le Yaakov left with the whole family without telling him he didn't want to talk to him he didn't want to see him neither did they by the way because they agreed to go the estimate he asked them advice they agreed to go so they all left they weren't interested it's Lovin who initiated the the contact and the conversation 
And so, so Yaakov was probably angry at himself. I mean, no, no pun intended, right? But Yaakov was probably sure. disappointed in himself that if you would ask him, he would try to just end the conversation in, in, the, in the fastest way and then just say goodbye and, and, not, and not engage in this dialogue whatsoever. How stupid was he to hang around for 20 years? That's a long time. Uh, yeah, well. If I had to marry your sister first, you'd still be single. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. Yeah, and, yeah. That's the whole, that's the, that's the subject of the whole passion about that. So, on this, the Chavetz uh, Chaim, in in a book that was written about his commentaries, he says the following thing. On, comment on this medrash. He says, Mikan, we see from this medrash on the Lemaven, Sha'al Yachzikodemachlokis. You see from here that a person should not continue an argument, even if they're right. That doesn't make sense. No, it does. That's what we were talking about the, during dinner. Right. We were just talking about this. I'm not going to continue this conversation. conversation. Not, not only that, the people who count the 613 mitzvahs, 365 commandments, count this as one of them. And the commandment is, one should not be like Korach in his congregation. When one uh, continues the argument, even if they're right, then they are being like Korach and his congregation. That's what the that's what the uh, the Chovetz Chaim says. He says because Yaakov um, he he says well okay let how does yeah fine. So that we have the negative. Maybe sometimes, like you have the situation of Yaakov, says the Chavetz Chaim, where 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 you have to say something, right? Because he's now he's in your face, and you have to say something. Then we should learn from Yaakov. Even at the time of we're angry, he did not say words of, of, of a fight. He did not. Um, his his wor- Yaakov's words were not uh, uh, an encouragement for further for further machlokes for further dispute for further fight. Even though Yaakov was right. Does he ever use the word "you" in there, like in describing him? You know, because a lot of times that like today, I don't know if you guys do that. So. You're talking to someone, or you're, let's say, even in a dialogue, an email or something. The avoidance of a conflict by not using the word "you" because it's pointing at somebody. Does he? Does he not use? I'm just curious. Well, in Hebrew, it has to be "you" because you have to conjugate the the verb. Because he says, "Ki get, ki dalakta acharai," that you have you ran after me. R- ran, run after me. How how else would you say it? Yeah, the women's I'm just curious. How, how, how else would you feel say like it? Like you're pursuing me instead of you're pursuing me. Right. I I'm just curious like because of the language today, you would the avoidance of the word "you" to avoid a conflict. In other words, it's a I subject you're talking about. You're not talking you're talking about the person. You're avoiding that aspect. And you're dealing with the topic you're dealing with. So, in other, if he pursued him, that um, you know, you pursued me may not be a connotation of you. You know, in other words, there's a pursuit happening. Why? Why? Why is this happening? You know? Well, the translation of the words are "you pursue, you ran after me." 
Okay. What have I done that you have run after me? But there's no specific you. It's conjugated. The word run after, the word run is conjugated to mean you. It's the way it works in the Hebrew language. In English, it's a separate word. But that's still a description of an action. Yeah, it's a verb. He, he does, so he, he, does, he, does he ever say, like, you did this to me, like you've done this specifically? Or you've, you've run yeah, he says to him, you, you have searched through all my stuff. So he does use directly that you've done this. So he's direct, he's. Well, again, the word verb is conjugated. He never says the word ata. He says, Kimashashta is called Kelai. You have searched through all my stuff. Yeah, he confronts him basically. Yeah, him. He doesn't say they have, meaning the people with him. It's no, you, like, it was him himself who did it. He, I'm not curious how he, how he used that terminology at that. The truth is, Yaakov didn't know that Rachel was hiding his stuff. Mm-hmm. She had the stuff. Lovin was right. I mean, he put. Well, right. It wasn't Yaakov who took the stuff. Yaakov didn't take the stuff, so he didn't know. She was hiding it. Lovin couldn't find it because she wouldn't get off her horse. So is the woman. <laughs> <laughs> the, Chavetz Chaim, the Chavetz Chaim points out to the Gemara on page thir- in Gitten on page 36b. The Gemara says, Turn around, the rabbis taught us. People, a person should be the one who is embarrassed, not the one who embarrasses. If somebody embarrasses them, they should hear it, and not answer. They should serve Hashem with love and be happy with uh, these difficulties. And then the Pasuk says, and those are the ones, Kitsay Sashem is big They are like the sun that rises uh, in, its, in its strength. So a person should really be not engaged at all in, in such, uh, in such uh, interactions. Now you tell me. <laughs> not engage at all. It's a bit light. <laughs> can, can, can you give us an example of like. Here's an example. So, the Gemara so embarrassed, and they don't defend themselves, so they just sit there and whatever, right? But you can say, you can explain that this conversation's come to an end. Well, no. I mean, Yaakov spoke. Yaakov spoke. So we have Yaakov, right? We have Yaakov. He spoke. So according to the way the Chavetz Chaim is presenting this Gemara, it means you don't answer in a way that you are fueling the the the, the fight further. You know, you don't point out, for example, the 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 the, the uh, shortcomings of the other person, and and embarrass them because they deserve it, or say things that are mean, that hurts them, because these things will continue the fight, and the Chavetz Chaim says that the Torah commands is not to continue the fight. The fight should basically, like, when it comes to us, it just, like, stops. It's like a fire, and we're like ice, and, you know, it just, it just stops. Whatever, however it happens, it just stops. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, you know, it takes two to fight. It takes two to tango, as they say. So everybody knows that by us, it just, it just when, when it gets to us, the, the, you know, the fire just gets put out. So is there a tango? 
Is the halacha for only between Jews or it's it's a Jew with a non-Jew? I'm just thinking of like situations where you have you have to come to points of ha- of going to war with another country. Let's let's talk about Jews and Arabs. I mean, that's a conflict that's usually fueled by argument, war, or... Yeah, but even the Israeli army calls themselves the Israeli Defense Force. Mm -hmm. They're not openly attacking, they're defending themselves. Yeah, but the way you described it, you shouldn't, at some point, if if the argument's getting overheated, that you should just back off and, and take it in and just shut up, which... No, you know, Yaakov, did, again, Yaakov did not shut up. Yaakov did not, not say anything. Yeah, but you're, you're saying that but you're, what he you're, said did not fuel the dispute between him and Lovin. Okay, so let's, there's situations where you're dealing with an opponent or an adversary where they're just not going to drop it, right? You, the so that's why terrorism, you're call it what you want. I mean, to me, that's a conflict where you can't just. You know, so we have the concept of self-defense. We have the Gemara's and Sanhedrin so when, page 72 when, and 73. So when, what? So what is it? We're supposed to do self-defense but not be angry doing it? Is, it, is that the whole... You know? No, also you're supposed to be actively kill a pursuer. Somebody who's pursuing us actively. Right. Then, then, then we can be active in defending us. Yeah, but sometimes it's, not, not, it's not only a physical fire. conflict. It could be an right. economic conflict. The question of adding fuel to the fire. I mean, yeah. point in case. I mean, with Levon, where you, you're... you're you're being abused completely from an economic point of view where people are just not using loopholes, they're just being... But here we're loopholes. talking in a situation, the partial, the, part, the point of where we're talking is it's all over. Yeah. The abuse is done, it's all over, they're on their way home, finished. Right. Now they're just having a conversation. Right. So all Lovin wants is he wants his idols. That's it. Rachel has got him, nobody knows it. So now they just argue, they're screaming at each other. So what's the point? So Yaakov just say, look, you know, I take mean, it easy. I don't have your stuff. I'm, I'm going. I guess, the, I guess the core question is, you should not be angry. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point that it seems like there are situations where you should be angry. I mean, God's been angry at either at Jews or non-Jews. So it, well, God is following the Rambam. He's feigning the anger, right? He's not really angry. Right. In order to show, in order for because for the but that's only for the purpose of the growth. And change of the of the of the people that are there, or the, the people that he relates to. He wants them to know, you know, like one is angry at their children or whatever. Because sometimes, like David described, sometimes you need you need to like break through the ice of the of the momentum that they've set in the, in the wrong way, and you can't use logic to do that. So, anyways, when you're coming down to the original question, is it, is is the Allah mainly for us, and it doesn't matter who are is in front of us, a Jew or non-Jew? No I don't think it matters because of the because it. I don't think it matters because of the following, Gemara. The Gemara in Sanhedrin page one o five b says the Gemara discusses that actually that God gets angry uh, for one second during the day, and the Gemara says that one of the ways you could tell that is by looking at a rooster if it turns all white, whatever that means. So Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi was able to uh, to tell that. So the Gemara says like this, There was a there was a person that that abused Rabbi Shua ben Levi, or he gave him tsar, he gave him, embarrassed him. 
So Rabbi Shubman Levi decided he's going to take a rooster, and when it turns white, he's going to give him a curse. And that'll be the end of him. So the Gemara says that he took the rooster and he waited for the time to turn white. And when the rooster turned white, Rabbi Shimon Ben Levi fell asleep. <laughs> he missed it. Oh, he missed the chance. He missed the chance. So Omar, he said, it's not by accident that I fell asleep. It, 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 this teaches me that it's not befitting a man of God to mete out retribution. Oh. So the tzaddik should punish, it's not good. Rashi says, The tzaddik should not be the one to go there and, and, and do the deed. Like if somebody else decks love, and that's okay. But it shouldn't be Yaakov that should do it. Right? It shouldn't be it shouldn't be that because of the tzaddik people get hurt. No matter what the situation. He should not be the one to do it. So we're we're the people of we're the people of God, right? So we're setting an example, like you're saying, non-Jews. It shouldn't be that the, we're the ones who are who are who are who are meeting out what the other person deserves, even though they may deserve it good and well. Right. What? Which is different than defense. Totally different. You know, it's one thing to defend yourself; it's another thing to just argue and argue and argue and mm-hmm. fuel fuel the flames. That what we're saying is, don't fuel the flames unnecessarily. No, I mean it, it depends. You know, where does diplomacy start and where does war start? I mean, does he so? He describes what happened. He doesn't say to him that you know you changed my wage. Did he say all that to him, or does he say it to the wives? Does those you know where he? He says he, it to him. He says he tells him too. You changed my wage all these time, all this stuff. So he goes through all of that stuff. To be, yeah, right. So he gets it off his chest, so to speak. Everything has been aggravated. He he tells love on. He says, "Tell me." Yeah, he he says to love, and you change my wages. He tells love, and I want you to tell me, what is it that that you have that that I have done? Just tell me what you have what what I have done. Right, as Yaakov has acted as a man of of Hashem, he is a godly individual, a perfect example. Tell me what I have done that it's not like that. So Lohan responds, though, and what's his response of what has he done? Is that when he mentions his idol that he took? His he thought that his idols were taken, but he, but, but he, he couldn't find them. But is that, that was his response, though, to Yaakov? Yeah, his response to Yaakov was, everything here is mine. Oh, I could look mine. through what I, it's all mine. The much. children are mine, the, the, the women are mine, the flocks are mine, it's all mine. That was his response. That's it. There's nothing else to say. Therefore, I can do whatever I want. Because it's all mine. I'm assuming that's what he means. Because right? otherwise, what's the point of saying that? But he ends by looking for the one thing, though, right? He's not trying to take all those things that he claims are his. He's now trying to identify one thing that's his. Is that... That's before the conversation that I he was looking for. I think he's not being rational at all. I mean, before the conversation he was looking at. But he wasn't being rational at this point. Uh, the reason I'm saying it, you know, there's an idea of a red herring. Like, he has nothing to stand on, right? So he throws out this thing about the idol, which is also a stupid thing, because if, 
if his, all of his blessings come from when Jacob comes there, it must be the God of Jacob, not, the, not his idol that has blessed him with all this stuff. So that, it's a red herring. He throws, you know, he has to have one. But he actually thing. did that. The Gemara, the, 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 the Pusik says, uh, makes sense. he went into her tent. And he went into Leah's tent. He checked through her underwear. He checked through everything, through all her stuff. He checked through uh, under the bed. He checked through. Then he went to Rachel. He went to start checked. The the, the 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 Torah uses the language of he went to the tents. It doesn't give it. You know, he's not even explicit as I, as I as I was just a second ago. It just says he went through all their stuff, searching for these idols. Now he didn't even engage. Um, he didn't get this conversation. Didn't even didn't even happen. Yet. First he went to look through the stuff. That's what he wanted. You're saying that was an excuse? We don't know how valuable these uh, idols were, how much people were attached to them. The main thing is what's the point of this class is that we shouldn't, that ideally you shouldn't get angry. And if you do, you should certainly not feel any flames and it should be as logical as possible. Is that well, yes, pretty much, pretty so much. One more example, anger. and we're done. But he did the limit of, based on what Bela's saying. So he went to the limit of anger of what he needed to do in that situation. He didn't go any further than that as well. Yeah. So he utilized whatever he needed to, up until the point that it resolved whatever. He I needed. think what we're saying is, is that he got angry and he lost control. But he, but even in his anger, he was able to manage the chaos. Yeah. Okay. So now, just one more thing, and then we're done. The Gemara now in Bavmetzi on page 33a. The Gemara here talks about something else, but it's, I think it's relevant to us. Amar Yudah Amar Rav, Amar Kra. The Pasuk says, Efes evyon. You should not have any poor people amongst you. Shalach, shalach koydum l'shel koladum. Yours precedes everybody else's. Meaning that you're responsible before anybody else to be um, Rashi says, Hizari Minaniyah. So a person is obligated to make sure that they don't get poor, that they're not poor. So the, now the Gemara says something interesting. The Gemara says, So if it's a choice between me and somebody else, mm-hmm. then I come first. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what the Gemara says, and uh, we learned also in Bab page uh, 61. That's the Jewish way. 61a that we had with the. Uh, 61a that we had with the story with the, the uh, 62a that we had with the story with the um, with the two people stuck in the desert one of them they only had one bottle right. of water and it was right. only enough right. water for yeah. one of them and so Rabbi Akiva came and said you should, if the person who owns the bottle should be the one who drinks it mm-hmm. right the, you, you come first but then the but if a person always puts himself first then at the end of the day, they're going to be poor. Rashi says, what does this mean? Rashi says, Even though we are not required to, uh, even though we are not required to put the other person first before us. We have the right. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, and that is to put ourselves first, right? And we're not required. A person should go beyond the letter of the law. 
and they should not be exact. Shali koidem that mine comes first. Imlo behefsed mochiach unless it's like a tremendous loss. And then Rashi adds the, these words, which are uh, the, these words, which are probably the expression of the Gemara, but I'm not, I'm not sure if they are. But they're they're very uh, insightful. The imtamid medaktek. If a person is always going to be exact and say I'm the one who comes first. Then they have shirks from themselves the responsibility of, of doing chesed, of doing kindness. And because of that, at the end of the day, they're going to come and they're going to need from other people to give to them. It sounds like, like it says, if I am not for myself, who will be for me? But if I'm only for myself, then what am I? Right, yeah, so that, very good. You could say that. You could say that in this. Rashi is saying, that, that yes, whenever you say, I'm hungry, I'm tired, it's cold outside, I don't have enough money, uh, you're, you're, you're calling me at the wrong hour, whenever you say that, whenever we, sorry, whenever we say that, we are always right. Always. However. However, if we always say that, mm-hmm. we will never give tzedakah and we will never do chesed. Right, okay. So you have to... A person has to go with nimish or something. So I think it's relevant with this conversation because it could be that we are right in this argument. It could be. You know, and we could put the person in their place. Mm-hmm. But should we do that? With a person who is of, of, of a proper moral character, an example for everybody else, act that way? Or would they be the, the you know, hate to end it with a cliche, uh, platitude, but would they be the bigger person, the bigger man, the bigger woman, and 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 and, and step away and defuse the argument? Right. Mm-hmm. So the answer is yeah, probably they probably be the one. They probably do it. Anyway, okay, that's. Uh, right. So just because you're right doesn't mean you have to say that you're right. Doesn't always help to be right. 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 Mm-hmm. Which is 